Health is a topic that's always been close to my heart and of course, you know, I've had my good and bad days where I don't necessarily take it very seriously and yet I want my body to do magical things. But I think Amy Thompson's book, uh, you know, Moody changed my perspective entirely. While she speaks about the importance of the science behind hormones, uh, she goes into speaking about how there is this annoying gap that really exists in addressing various aspects of women's health. Um, Sanjana and Gayatri, on this note, thank you so, so much for taking the time out to do this. I'm super excited to be listening about your journeys as entrepreneurs and more importantly, as two women who decided it was very important for you to tap into that little spark that is Miara today. Thanks, uh, Smriti. We are really happy to be here and uh, Project Spark is doing a really good job in bringing women forward. So glad to be here and talk today. Yeah. Hi, Smriti. Um, this is really a great opportunity for us to tell our story. And thank you for showcasing our stories with Project Spark. Thank you so, so much, uh, both of you. Now, what I'd love to really, you know, begin with is how the idea for Miara really sort of came about, right? So Sanjana, I remember you telling me how serendipitous it was actually to bump into Gayatri on LinkedIn. So why don't you maybe start with that? Yeah, sure. So first of all, to introduce myself, I'm Sanjana. I have a PhD in biochemistry and have worked in research for about um, 15 plus years. And I was going through a kind of crisis on what I should do next. And I really wanted to do more in the area of health communication, because what I felt was there was a gap in knowledge amongst people about their health. Mm -hmm. And um, this is when I came across Gayatri's article on LinkedIn, where she had written about a health topic, um, something that we are also very passionate about, called antibiotic resistance. Right. And I, I came across this article and I was like, who is this person uh, who's written this? And, you know, she's talking my language. So um, I did uh, reach out to her on LinkedIn um, and then we got talking and, um, yeah, we started thinking about doing something together and in the area of health communication, because uh, as Gayatri will tell you, uh, she's also a scientist by training. So that, that is really how the idea of Miara and how we are focused on health and particularly women's health right. got started. Yeah, um, as Sanjana said, I also come from the academic background. So I have done my uh, bachelor's in engineering, but I went on to do bioengineering and then my academic research on cell biology. Mm -hmm. So coming from a very pure biology uh, background, for me, science communication became something that I got interested in because what we do in research somehow I felt was not getting communicated to the layman. So that's where I started getting into the science communication, health communication and talking about topics that I felt were important that people got to know about. And yeah, meanwhile, what happened was I think we started realizing there were changes in our health our body and we were addressing women and we we're like why don't we address actually women's health also the other thing is that there is research that women want to know more about their health and they look for the information and not able to find it sometimes so that's where we wanted to kind of bridge that gap and i think covid also made it more important to get the right information and as scientists we felt that we could be the ones 
to provide that right information. In fact, that yeah. sort of beautifully segues into my next question. And Gayatri, this is specifically for you, right? Now, one of the things that I did notice in the Miara Women website, you're focusing predominantly on addressing midlife healthcare for women specifically. Now, why did you think that was very important? Yeah, so women go through different stages in their life from menarche to menopause. Um, and the stage that most people address are their fertility and pregnancy. Right. Because things become more important, their health becomes more important for the aspect that they need to give birth to kids for their reproductive health. Got it. However, when the hormonal cycle starts from menarche, there are things that happen in the women's body that need to be addressed. And women are going through different stages. So post-fertility, by the time they reach menopause, there is this knowledge gap that, that exists where women don't know what is happening with their body. So let's get to some definitions. Let me define menopause. It's that one day where uh, you did not have periods for 12 months prior to it. So once you've stopped the last period and then 12 months after that, the day is menopause. You're supposed to get, go into menopause. Understood. Perimenopause is the time that is five to eight years before that where your hormonal st cycles start going through a lot of changes to reach the stage of menopause. Now, for some people, it can just be two, three years before. Some For some women, it can happen for five till eight years before. And the average age of menopause globally is 51. But for Indian women, it is like 46 to 48 years. Now, all this information is something that is not spoken about or, I mean, not everybody knows about this age, what happens during menopause, that there is something called perimenopause, that there are symptoms during perimenopause that you need to know about. So this is where we realize that, oh, there is this knowledge gap that exists and even a solution gap that exists during this stage. And we thought it's important that we address this because a lot of women are going to go through this stage in the next many years to come. And what is interesting is, and I would like to add that uh, maybe all women might not go through pregnancy or, you know, that journey, but all women will go through menopause. Correct. Yeah. Right. So that is something to remember. And actually, studies have shown that women spend a third of their lives even post menopause. So why not? know about this life stage and you know live healthier through this life stage in fact last year there was a study done by abbott and they surveyed uh, over 1500 women in the age group of 45 to 55 and 82 um, percent of the respondents said that menopause impacts their personal well-being yeah. so that's not only their uh, sexual life their family life their social life as well as their work life and so why are uh, more people not talking about it was something that we found quite surprising. I mean, uh, as someone said, girls are nowadays are prepared for, you know, um, you know, menstruation and there's conversations around that. But uh, people our age and people older than us were never prepared that they would go through this uh, life stage called uh, perimenopause and menopause. Absolutely. So more people should be talking about it. And that's why uh, that's why we really are passionate about what we are doing at Miara. In fact, you know, I must I must uh, tell you the truth. I did not know that there was a period called perimenopause. Uh, in, in my head, I always assumed that menopause was that entire period where 
you know your hormones do fluctuate and you're moving to the next stage of your life um thank you for clarifying that because i don't think many of us even knew about this so this this exactly is the problem right the very fact that we don't necessarily know what our bodies are going through and how we don't understand it at times because i still remember how my mother when she was in now i understand her perimenopause stage of her life in retrospect to come to think of it i can see you know how that really did affect her daily life and i think if you do sort of have an understanding towards that and to be able to deal and to be able to cope with it i think it gives you the power to be able to do that right and at least you feel like you're in control in that sense in fact i'd love to speak yeah. a little bit about the solution gap that you spoke about uh, you know gayatri but you know one one of the things that i wanted to sort of take a step back on was you know menstruation by itself is a taboo uh, in different parts of the society today across the world right i think that that continues to be a taboo for sure menopause on the other hand is a relatively ignored subject like you said because that's where the knowledge gap really yeah. exists today as well and now clearly i'm given to understand that it it is a very very critical juncture that women sort of have to pass through uh, and needs that support of her entire ecosystem to be able to pass through in in whatever possible manner that she can right and given the and honestly given the number of roles that we tend to play over a period of time on a day to day basis it obviously yeah. clearly affects us you know at home or even at the workplace now there seems to be a lack of awareness not just you know uh, not just with the woman uh, herself but also maybe her families maybe her her workplace maybe friends that she may be associated with or every other cohort that sort of exists in our life today right and in fact i got to know that women's hearts are not necessarily well researched as well for instance for us to know how heart attacks can really ch- sort of change our bodies forever and that's exactly what a-, a bit of amy thompson's book speaks about where do you think this lack of awareness empathy or even inclusivity really sort of stems from so um in my opinion it's like a larger question on the way societies are built in general right um so awareness is one part of it and a woman being self aware and we'll talk about that more um a bit later but it's a bigger reflection of the world we live in and the fact that uh, and we can't run away from it that men are the decision makers in society yep there's been a huge gender gap in health and some things that you have already mentioned um and what i mean by gender gap in health is research and science has not progressed the way it should for women's health even though women disproportionately are affected by certain conditions so when you look at um heart heart attacks and heart disease like you said women have different symptoms there's autoimmune diseases where women are more susceptible to dementia alzheimers uh, those are things that women uh, are affected by more than men so th- this is just the tip of the iceberg that we're talking about in fact even drugs medicines have not been tested on on women, women yeah which therefore means that women have face more side effects uh than men when it comes to even regular medication that we take and that's comes stems from a deeper uh, reason of you know clinical research and you know women being excluded for various reasons but that's a different uh, topic which i don't want to uh, start talking about but so I mean I think we really need to address the fact that there is this huge uh, gender gap in health and uh, you know people like us and you know many other people around the world are trying to fight this whole lack of awareness so hopefully we are we are moving in the right direction with platforms like ours and others but yeah we we do have a long uh, way to go so to just take on from what Sanjana said uh one thing i just want to clarify is that women have started being included in clinical research since the early 90s 
Um, it was a period in between where they were not included, but still that gap exists because it is only recently that they have started being included. And uh, the other thing I want to talk about is women are conditioned to deal with anything that life throws at them, be it socially or otherwise. So when it comes to medical issues, a simple thing is like you have pain, you just deal with the pain instead of seeking solutions for it. So that's how women are conditioned to be. And this kind of, we need to change this. And it's both the women, but also the role of the society uh, has to change for this. And it has to happen at different levels. One at home, at work, or in a social situation where women should be allowed to talk about their issues and in a very general way as part of life Mm -hmm. and not be frowned upon by the society for something that they uh, want to discuss about their own health. Again, self-care, that the women want to take time for themselves to do something should be a norm. We shouldn't even be discussing this today. But unfortunately, it is something we have to talk about. We have to, in fact, tell women themselves, it's okay to take care of yourself. So this is something that I think leads to this whole lack of empathy, awareness, inclusivity. And uh, we hope that, you know, conversations that we have with not just women, but with men, with corporates at every uh, level, that it will help address this uh, situation of uh, lack of empathy. Now, on that note, uh, given that, you know, you've clearly you know, both of you have understood what the gap that exists today and what sort of a solution is going to be able to fix it. And that's how Miara even came into being at the first place. You need to have multiple multiple stakeholders working on this together. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yeah. what, uh, you know, Miara is doing today to sort of change this. Yeah, thanks, Smriti. So we offer a couple of things. One is this whole awareness and sensitization. So we go to different levels in offering these uh, awareness and sensitization programs from communities to corporates. The other main focus we have is uh, customized health and wellness programs. Uh, Because a lot of changes that women go through this during their midlife, a lot of things can be Uh, solved by just making simple lifestyle changes. Well, I use the word simple very loosely because if you're used to a certain lifestyle, it can be very hard to change it. Uh, But on paper, it just sounds kind of simple. But making those changes is something that is not as easy as we have realized. And so the way we offer these are a little more with a scientific background. So we do explain to the women why they need to make these changes, how they need to make these changes, be it in nutrition, fitness, mental health, and in general lifestyle. So we are talking about sleep, habit formation, um, mindfulness. So we talk about a lot of different things when we uh, go through these wellness programs with the women. And obviously the other things that we do is have a lot of these conversations. I think uh, Sanjana can speak a little more about these conversations. Yeah, as um, Gayatri mentioned, we do offer awareness at various levels. But what we also do is give give women a safe place to start having these conversations and know that it's okay to have these conversations. So one big thing that we have is our community. Um, So we have a Miara community 
and we're constantly building on that and that really is to create a safe this kind of safe space where women can um, you know ask questions so we have a very community focused approach and also we do something called uh, time to unpause where again once a month we a, a few of us just get into a room and kind of talk about various things that we're going through and uh, you know just have a you know, bouncing board for women to and it's okay that for women to have these conversations in fact the, just this morning someone uh, sent me a message saying that they were so happy you know to just talk about their uh, what they were going through and to know that they were not alone because a lot of women in this life stage are uh, either you know think that they're going crazy i mean we've we've had so many people coming to us and saying are we imagining this is it just me uh, our doctors don't believe us so there's there's so many levels of like uh things that women are going through and just to know that you know their what they're feeling is valid and you know their experience is valid is huge so one thing i just want to add is apart from these communities uh the community we have and the wellness programs we offer uh we do want to change the conversations even in workplace there are more women who are going into these leadership positions and uh while they are going through this they are going through their midlife absolutely they are going through um, changes in their families also they have to take care of their parents who are probably aged at this point yeah. they have to take care of their children so these women when they are going through this midlife health issues the support there is also important and this is what will keep them at the workplace because there is obviously a leaky pipeline at workplace where women the rate of women in the leadership positions are lower correct so we hope that we can have these conversations and provide these customized health programs to these women at the corporate space too because again that's another place in society where we need to have a better gender equality gender equity absolutely and this is one way we are trying to create this gender equity by addressing their health that's fantastic because you know in fact uh, we're in the middle of this uh, wave of conversations around uh, you know uh, diversity uh, equality and inclusion at the workplace right and i think yes. that has a very gendered lens in india in the sense that it's about increasing the number of women at the workplace etc but i think the layers of okay you know you bring in more number of women into the workplace but there are so many aspects to women that you don't necessarily sort of look at right um it sort of is typically restricted to fertility pregnancy fertility yes. is a new conversation that's yes. come in of late uh but it's it's it is definitely about this stage of your life as well right and exactly what you said gayatri the very fact that as you move um, you know forward i would i i don't like the hierarchical way of looking at this but if as you move forward in your career and you are in that stage where you are taking more number of responsibilities i think taking into consideration how responsibilities change across every um every aspect of your life i think just makes it so much more easier in terms of that support right so you know in fact on that note and this is a very very favorite subject of mine uh, having uh, you know having become a mum recently um, you know i think this is a subject that's extremely close to my heart uh, both of you are working mums and especially when you're entrepreneurs there is there is no fixed working hours as such right now how have you sort of managed to balance this out or even is that even possible at the first place as i think as uh, working mums uh, and entrepreneurs actually we're you know juggling multiple roles as always 
and one thing is when you start your own business and you start your own company you're working more than 100% right yep. um because you know you're and because we are also very passionate about what we're doing but we are all we also like the fact that there is this level of flexibility that we you know we can work all the time and also give time uh, for our family absolutely it's definitely not easy yeah. um, but you know we luckily have uh, i think i can speak for gayatri and i we have supportive partners uh, of course it would be great to have like more supportive child care and stuff like that as well so these these are really important for working moms in general and especially for entrepreneurs to have that level of flexibility and have that level of support yeah in fact you know every other workplace i think uh, sanjana exactly what you said right i think if there is that lens of having to bring in that flexibility in some form or the other uh i think becomes very yeah. very crucial right the very fact that we are the chief caretakers of the family at, at whatever level that it may be you're constantly thinking of right. probably a hundred things at the same time in your head and and especially so when you are working in a very high pressure environment and of course you definitely do enjoy what you do but i think you also forget in the process right to, to even ask for help in certain cases let's not just put it on the mom right we need the men to play a very active role in whether it's parenting whether it's the support yeah. and also like the bosses the people that you know you're working with if you're talking about a corporate job or uh, you know in in every situation i i feel like it's always the onus on the woman to manage it all yeah, but yeah. you know you manage it you need to manage it with a good support system and that's why it's so critical about the you know the partner you choose or you know the the company that you decide to work with yeah or uh, you know there are there are all these different layers like you said i think uh, the society is sort of constructed in such a way that it puts that sort of pressure on the woman to be able to sort of take care of everything under the sun right and mm-hmm. when that happens typically you're guilty of not necessarily doing certain things and specifically mm-hmm. childcare you probably missed some of their yeah. milestones because that mm-hmm. happened to me for instance Absolutely. i missed yeah. uh, vinaya's yeah. you know first steps i was not here i was in delhi when it happened and i saw it on video yeah. you know when it happened the second time around and i was guilty about that for yeah. about a good 6 months it took me 6 months to get over the fact that i actually missed the kids <laughs> milestone this is really true <clears throat> and i think uh, we go on this trip and i believe that women need to start getting more confident and more self uh, appreciative of what they are doing and feel less guilty about a lot of things it's easier said than done mm-hmm. um but what you need to understand is in my case for in for that matter my husband missed my son's first uh, step i think and also he left for another country for a few months when my son was just couple of years old mm-hmm. so he was feeling bad because there was a sudden space where the kid was closer to me than to him and so i think it really is important that both the partners are equal in this and they feel it together and they support each other together and it's also the family that has to do it so it really comes down to this little small little changes that women need to make but also the family comforts them or supports them such that they can be allowed to do what they want to do and not feel guilty about it um and it comes down to again the self awareness and self care that women have to really uh, prioritize yeah. at different stages 
So it's it's about just seeking out that help is something that they need to realize. And again, the world needs to realize that they need to give that help. And luckily, I think we also, um, I mean, I, I think I can definitely speak for Gayatri and me that our families are, have been so supportive uh because it's not easy doing what we're doing Absolutely. and our not only our uh, partners but our you know our parents our siblings our uh, you know uh, my grandmother who's 93 actually uh, told me that you know I, I just love what you're doing wow. and you know it really made me smile because you know at 93 she still she's like I love what you're doing for women is what she told me and so this really makes uh, this kind of situation that we are going through this guilt and this uh, you know the, trying to balance it all uh, worth it that's fair you know in fact you've actually answered a little bit of my next question but i'd still want to ask yeah. this if there was that one thing that you believe that needs to change especially when women decide to become entrepreneurs because i think that's where it all begins right what if i'm not able to do too much what if i'm not able to spend enough time with my family what if i'm seen as a woman in in a business which also then means that it comes with its own set of stereotypes right now if there was one thing that you believe that needs to change in terms of mindset what do you think that would be yeah i think it's one thing is being comfortable getting out of your comfort zone right be it your normal routine be it uh, in the business you need to be able to get out of that comfort zone you are in mm-hmm. and uh, be more confident about what you're doing so if you're if the women are passionate about what they're doing then it requires them also to be confident in putting in themselves out there right because once you go with that kind of belief and confidence then everything else you can put everything else in place um with your family with your uh in fact my son asked me the other day so what do you uh, love more mm-hmm. us kids or miara <laughs> i was like i said both equally <laughs> so i mean it is also important for them to understand that this is equally important yeah. for us yeah. uh and uh, i think uh, having these conversations with the family also becomes important absolutely yeah. yeah in fact my son um, he just this morning he's telling his grandparents you know mama is working and they were like what she's working she's like yeah she has to work it's very important to her to work that's what that was what his answer was to his grandparents so i mean our, our children are also you know being supportive of you know what we're doing so that it really makes uh, a world of difference that they understand how important it is to us I absolutely love what both of you said because for me uh, the work that i do for instance is literally yeah. my life's work right and i don't and i've def- always i've never believed that there's something called as work life balance there's always that integration that really happens uh when whatever takes priority at that point in time i address it at any given point right of course there are days when obviously it becomes lopsided in in a lot of ways but i also mm-hmm. do believe that and i just love what you said the very fact that you love both equally is something that i've always felt and i've always always been guilty of it as well in that sense right um in more often than not i've i've always been asked this you know ever since you became a mom does this then mean that work you know becomes your second priority or isn't as much a priority anymore absolutely not right i love what i do so if i'm there in office between 9 and 5 it means that's my baby and once i come back home obviously there's another baby of course i have to give 100% everywhere but that's another conversation for yes. another day but i just absolutely loved what what both of you said and i'm so glad 
that I'm not alone in this, right? Because I always feel guilty about saying that, hey, you know what? Oh my God, I love my work as much as I love my baby. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I've I've always been divided, but it feels good to be validated in that sense, right? You don't see it as a job. It basically yeah. is just your second nature today. And that's exactly what I I I can see that, you know, with, with both of you. And, and it's so, it's, it's really good to see that one, you're raising your children in that sort of an environment because they also don't feel guilty over a period of time because it all this is generational, I feel, in that sense, right? Of having to not yes. go through that guilt in every possible manner. Now to end this absolutely yeah. amazing conversation, um, you know, if there was, what do you think between the two of you and, and Sanjana, I'd love for you to go first. Uh, what do you think needs to change in the way women look at health as a subject itself, right? Uh, one, in terms of an awareness aspect of of even wanting or even receiving that sort of information and what do you what do you believe they need to do with it what do you think needs to change for us to look at this as our birthright in that sense right so what do you think needs to change yes i think it's uh, coming back to the way society is conditioned uh, that's definitely one aspect of it that women should be able to prioritize themselves uh, self awareness on how um, what their body is going through um, and at every stage, whether it's early on in their health to later on in their health, mm-hmm. we have to be our own health advocate yep. um, and champion our health in that sense. Like, uh, you know, talk about it, have conversations about our health, make sure that the younger women know what to expect at uh, every stage, whether it's your daughter or your niece or, uh, you know, talk about it. I mean, I I have had limited conversations with people whether it's uh, when I was going through my pregnancy or post-pregnancy or even during those early years when I started my period I've had zero or no conversations with other absolutely so I'm hoping that that narrative changes and women are you know more open about what they're going through and it's time it's definitely time to do that yeah so just to add to that uh, and I think both you and Sanjana have covered a lot but one thing is, like you said, women need to do yearly checks. And it's high time that women know that they need to do their yearly checks. So go to a, get your blood test done, get your gyne- gynecological exam done. Apart from that, like how uh, Sanjana said, taking time for yourself becomes important um, and not feeling guilty. So I think that it is important that women make it a priority to do that. Correct. That take that one or two hours of t- time out for themselves. Yeah, and it's not, and, and unlike the other older generation, it's not a badge of honor being too busy and not having Absolutely. time for yourself. Yeah. It's no longer that. Yeah. I know I know. in our grandparents' generation and even our mother's generation, oh, I'm too busy to take care of myself. Yeah. No, and that shouldn't, shouldn't be your badge of honor. Your badge of honor is that I take time every day to, you know, for myself. I'm aware of my body. I I can advocate for my health. Those those are your badges of honor. On that note, um, Gayatri Sanjana, thank you so so much for doing this. Uh, learned so much about Mira. I think the importance of health in in general, uh, and also specifically so midlife health. While the gap definitely does exist, I think for us to be able to seek out that sort of information. Well, that is definitely our responsibility. How does the entire society sort of come together to be able to enable that is is what is really important here 